Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. Podcast. We've been uh, reminding you this afternoon and yesterday that we're doing our first fish fry. The first fish fry got canceled, so really it's our second fish fry, but it's the first fish fry. And now we have news on the second fish fry, which technically I guess would be the third fish fry. Stay with me. We'll do a flow chart here. Bottom line is the show is going to be out this Friday in Cottleville at the Knights of Columbus Hall. We'll be there for three hours. The uh, roundtable will be there on site. Sue will have Sue's news. We were in Cottleville last year at the Knights of Columbus Hall. It was fantastic. We look forward to getting back there again. I will say this, that I remember last year the weather was just crap. So I know the weather's bad tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be a little nicer for Friday and for the weekend. Um, So that's coming up. But also Incarnate Word, which was the choice in Chesterfield for last Friday when the weather kind of came in, we are going there next Friday. So that's coming up March 1st. First of all, I can't believe, can anyone else believe that I just said March 1st, that February. i got to double-check that just because it seems so weird. Yeah, the 23rd is this Friday. March 1st is next Friday, which means my daughter's birthday is two weeks from this Friday. Do not forget that. Yesterday on the show, Sue and I talked about this wild case, and I said at the time I was suspicious, and maybe there was good reason to be suspicious. It was about a woman who was with a website called On The Cut, And she's the financial correspondent for that website, Charlotte Cowles. No one's ever heard of Charlotte. No one's ever heard of that outlet until Charlotte wrote a column admitting or claiming that she was swindled out of $50,000 in cash in a very, very sophisticated phishing scam. But the question now is, and I said it yesterday, I'm like, this seems so suspicious because who can just go and get $50,000 out? Does that really happen? We'll, um, we'll throw a little cold water on her story later. George Rosenthal with Throttle is going to join us. Also, he kind of alerted us to an even bigger swindle, $25 million at a large multinational company in Hong Kong. And there was also a hack locally at Francis Howell in the school district. So George is going to cover all of those things. But first, Selena Zito, columnist for the New York Post and the Washington Examiner. You can find her at selenazito.com. She wrote the book in 2016, The Great Revolt. And some of those themes are going to come really full circle here with Selena and a, a piece that she wrote about middle class America and something that happened in West Virginia. How are you, Selena Zito? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. 
So I want you to tell the story about what happened in Weirton, West Virginia, where the Cleveland Cliff Steel plant has shut down. I think it's shut down. I don't know if they just laid off a lot of people, but we'll get to that here in a second. But I, I just want to point out, because Selena wrote a great book with her co-author, Brad Todd, The Great Revolt, that we've referred to many, many times. And Brad was quoted in your piece as saying this, we're about to read a million news stories that quote, zero people who are actually going to decide the election. And that quote, Selena, that says a lot right there, doesn't it? It does. It really do- it does. And yes, it is a shutdown. The last 10 um, plating plant, um, it, if you don't know what a tin plating is, just think about the an- inside of your can of beans at home, right? That's where all our canned goods, Campbell's, whatever, that's where all of the uh, manufacturing for those um, cans are, are made. It closed down on Friday. It was the last um, uh, steel, it was the last plant in America, though there was one other one that made it in Gary, Indiana. That closed down a couple years ago. Um, but, you know, the Weirden Steel, which is the original name of this plant, not that long ago um, employed almost 15,000 people. Yeah, you say like 13 years ago, right? Or 30 years ago. Uh, well, 30 years ago, it was 15,000. 15, but even like in the beginning 2000s, it was 10,000 yeah. people. It was robust, right? And and um, the, the Weirton um, employees bought the plant in 1983, um, despite all the odds. Nobody thought they could do it. And for 20 years, they did. Um, and, and then Cleveland Cliffs, well, one other company like bought it, and then Cleveland Cliffs bought it in, in the late 90s. And... They shut it down. They, they had dwindled down to, at that point, to 900 employees. And it shut down on Friday. And it had everything to do with a trade um, deal gone bad for Americans. Um, when the, And, you know, even, like, the senators and the governor went down to D.C. and lobbied to not have – I'm going to forget the alphabet soup in our government that made the decision – but lobbied to make it a level playing field for for um, American steel, and they were, they decided nope, not going to do that, and then they shut down that day. It, it's it's horrible, but I think the the broader point that you're also making here is that you have an election that's taking place right now, two candidates that most of the country really don't want, and the uh, the people in Washington probably the people even in Jeff City here in Missouri, and certainly most of the people on the media, and I don't even know if I'm an expert in this because I'm still learning, they don't really have an understanding of how devastated the working class really is and how all this nonsense with climate change and the gender stuff and all that, just they think it's crazy because they're worried about their futures and their families. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm challenged to understand who understands middle America, because it's certainly not the Democrats. Well, they used to be the party of the working class, the farmers, the coal miners, the, the, the blue collar worker. They shed those voters long time ago in favor of uh, the social justice warriors, minorities, women and academia, the elite. Uh, and, and they want nothing to do with these voters. And I, I will say that 
a lot, in particular local Republican elected officials, do understand these voters. Uh, they have inherited them because they had nowhere else to go. Um, but there are the Republican elites, which I'm concerned, do not understand them. And then there is the far right, what I call the very online, who think the most important thing in a Republican or a conservative voter's mind or a working class voter's mind is some conspiracy theory that they dreamt up on social media that has to do with social media and the CIA. I mean, that's to do with the CIA. Like no, but and, and the media certainly doesn't understand these voters because most of the media live in the super zip codes in our country. And so their relationship or understanding of these voters is far removed. So you have no one understanding who exactly is going to be the very people that decide. And they're unhappy with everyone. So then I think a fair question is, I mentioned the Great Revolt. You wrote about what happened in 2016. Does Donald Trump have the understanding that I guess we kind of thought he did in 2016 of these issues as well? In 2016, he articulated these issues very well. If he can get off of his grievance tour about his life, and look, I understand that a lot of these um, these uh, lawsuits against him are at least eyebrow raising in terms of of, um, of being fairly um, adjudicated, right? But um, you know, if he gets off of his grievance tour and starts talking about um, these voters and these people and their lives, look, when a steel mill closed, it's not just a steel worker that loses their job. It's the men and women that make the widgets that yeah. support the steel mill. It is the barbershops, the beauty salons, the mom-and-pop groceries, the gas stations, the, so, the social and fraternal clubs, the churches, the school district's tax base. Everything collapses. I have seen it throughout my lifetime. And this is just one more place. And it didn't eat or it barely got even a an AP story ab- uh, about what happened. And nobody blinked. Nobody cared. Selena, doesn't what's happening on Capitol Hill with the Ukraine funding sort of speak to this right now? Look, I've, I've never really, you know, been an isolationist, and I understand to a certain extent how important these issues are geopolitically, and we don't, um, you know, want to forget our history, certainly with, with our world wars and with the Cold War. But good Lord, it, it seems like these Republicans are so out of touch where these working class people are when they say, look, all of these resources, billions and billions of dollars going overseas. Hey, what about us? I know that's that's make America great again. That's evil to say in the legacy media's mind. But I, I just can't believe, you know, it's one thing that you support that, but make the case for it. And they, they don't make a case for it. Not effectively. Well, I, here's two things that that they're doing wrong in D.C. And first of all, they have not made an aspirational case as to why it's important to fund Ukraine. I agree. I'm sure there is one. I just don't know what it is. Second of all, they need to make the American worker and the American community and the American dignity of work as equally important, if not more, than funding Ukraine. And then I think the American people will be like, okay, we can Washington can walk and chew gum at the same time. Both things are important, and both things should be done. Also, put up the border. How how not doing this 
you know, it, it, it was insulting to look at that border deal that was presented a couple of weeks ago in one very granular way. They already have the power to do everything that the Democrats wanted. Yeah. And they're not doing it. Yeah. And they're not doing it. So why would you why y- y'all can be doing this right now? Why, why do we need? No. Yeah, it, it's, a, why it's do a mess. We need more laws if you're not going to enforce the ones that are already there. It makes zero sense on the most minuscule level. And I think people are pretty smart enough to get there. There's my look. My I, I've mentioned this before. My my daughter. I try to insulate her, but she happened to be seeing some of this on Fox a couple of weeks ago, and she said, "Are those people crossing into our country?" She kind of got it right. These are things that aren't too hard to get your arms around, really. Right. So Uh, where does this then take us with with the rest of this presidential race and nonsense? And, you know, I I just sense more and more people are going to sit on the sidelines or um, I I don't know. Where do you where do you think the support's going to go? Do you see this kind of because I also feel momentum towards Trump right now because people are so pissed off, Selena? Yeah, I, I would say that there's momentum towards Trump. There's also momentum towards a third party. So what does that mean? That means that that, that Biden is – I have a, a story that should be coming out at some, at some point um, Thursday. Wait, what day is today? Yeah, I know. Wednesday? Good question with the holiday. It's got everyone confused. Today is Wednesday, but it was a valid question. Fred and I asked the same thing earlier, so don't feel bad about that. Well, that's okay. I worked all day Monday, and my boss said, why are you working? We have off today. I'm like, what? No. What? <laughs> Um, so I, I, it'll come out at some point, either Wednesday evening or Thursday morning, but I have a story about how Biden can't afford to lose one vote in Pennsylvania. And, and then, you know, the assumption is that the voters he is losing are young and because the young people are just going to not vote at all, right? They're not going to vote for Robert Kennedy Jr., they're not going to vote for Trump. They're just not going to vote. Look at what Rashida Tlaib yeah, said Yeah, right. I think that that okay. speaks volumes, right? Michigan's a good example there. Right. and But then there was the, the, the people that I interviewed were middle-of-the-road Democrats, voted for Biden, and they're done. Yeah. If he's losing both, he is really being jammed right now. If he's not only losing the far left um, um, or the youth vote, uh, which is always to the left anyways, um, uh, and, 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 and he's losing the black vote to Trump, like this, this, this poll astounded me. Trump won Pennsylvania. I mean, Biden won um, 92% of the black vote in Pennsylvania in 2020. He is now only earning its 59%. That's game over. Oh, I, I, I think you're right. Those are stunning numbers. And I, I can't see, look, all the warning signs are out there for the Democrats. Everybody that is in politics is shouting at the top of their lungs at this point, especially after the her report, that something's got to change. But nothing is going to change. And I, I guess the White House is going to dig in. So this is what we got. Yeah, the one the one voter, um, his name was Mark um, Brayfield. He said, um, "I said so. You can't vote for Trump. You won't vote for uh, Kennedy. You can't vote for Biden. What are you going to do?" And he goes, "Well, I'm just hoping something happens at that convention, like something out of a movie." Yep, I don't know if that's going to happen though. Pinning your hopes on that, Selena Zito. We'll look forward to the new piece, SelenaZito.com. Always great to have you on. It is when just to confirm again, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday afternoon. Okay, <laughs> we'll see you. <ya. laughs> Okay, bye-bye. Take care.
It is confusing, Sue. I think you and I have also agreed that, you know, the holiday kind of throws you off. Wiggins said that earlier as well. Let me kind of pop around on some audio here related to some of that conversation. Um, man, I'll tell you, I don't know if Nikki Haley is buying time on Fox, but they're giving her a lot of time because she's making herself available. Now, South Carolina primary comes up this week. It looks like she's going to get smoked. She had a news conference yesterday. It was a state-of-the-race announcement. A lot of people thought she was going to drop out. Yeah. She did not. So she's on with Dana on Fox this morning. She doesn't think, or she was asked, is Biden really going to be the nominee? Joe Biden is not going to be the nominee. I would make any bets about that. Hmm. The party that gets rid of their 80-year-old candidate is the party Who that's going to win. Who do you think will be the Democratic nominee? Well, I've said there's going to be a female president of the United States. It will either be me or it will be Kamala Harris. And if Donald Trump is the nominee, mark my words, we will see a president Kamala Harris. Yeah, Alexa Reardon loves Nikki Haley, by the way. She she is all team Nikki uh, because she's a she's a girl. She's a woman. She she supports her for that. And I think a lot of people would do that. Uh, I haven't explained the nuances of all the issues. We'll get to that later. She's only eight. She turns nine uh, two weeks from Friday. But. You know, one of the things that Nikki is being asked is, are you the insurance policy here? I very much see myself as a Republican option that people can realize when you see Donald Trump can't win and you know that we have to turn this country around, then I am your alternative. That's what I've always tried to say is, look, let's get somebody who can win. When I defeat Biden by double digits, when I win swing states over Biden, that's how you win a general election. Well, I mean, I don't know that she's completely wrong about that, just based based on the polling. Now, Trump says, look, Nikki can't win. The Democrats are giving her money and she's playing into the game. And I think she just can't get she just can't get herself to get out. Uh, She's doing poorly in the polls. Look, if she was doing well, I'd understand it. But she's doing very poorly. She's down by 30, 35 points. And everybody knows her. You're not supposed to lose your home state. Shouldn't happen anyway. And she's losing it bigly. Big. I, I just don't know. Yeah, you got to throw in a bigly. I don't see. I see more of a path for a Democrat in the whole Biden scenario collapsing than I do for Trump, even with all the court cases. Don't you? Yeah. It's. I don't know. Anymore. Yeah, I know. It's. It's all. Look, you got Joe Rogan out there saying Biden's not going to be the nominee. Nikki Haley. Biden's not going to be the nominee. But all the experts are saying, look, there's no way out of this at this point. So we will see George Rosenthal from ThrottleNet on some big scams. He'll weigh in next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Admittedly, it's quite the story. The New York um, Magazine has a little offshoot called The Cut, thecut.com. It's part of the New York Times. And there was a financial advice columnist by the name of Charlotte Cowles who wrote a piece last week that said, look, I'm the financial advice columnist, but I got scammed out of $50,000 because there was an elaborate scheme with someone trying to do a phishing operation that invoked Amazon and the FTC and even the CIA. And we told this story. It's quite amazing. If you want to look for it online, you'll find uh, that your head will spin because Charlotte's story is so amazing. Now, here's what she said on CNN. Anywhere where your radar went off, was there a moment where you're like, you know, this, this doesn't feel right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the whole time, none of it felt right. But the tiny chance that what they were saying was actually true was terrifying enough that I was willing to cooperate. Where um, they make it seem like you can't contact this yeah, person, don't. don't. You're under surveillance, you're being watched, your phone is tapped, your computer's been hacked. They really make it seem like you have nowhere to turn. Okay, so two things. I am still suspicious. I still think she could have made the whole thing up. Having said that, this whole thing is so elaborate. She should be a screenwriter if it is made up. Yeah, no kidding. Some of the details in this are just crazy. And what she basically, I can't do the whole thing because it took us 20 minutes yesterday, Sue. Yeah. But her family, they were watching. They claimed they were watching her family. They had her social security number, all these things. And she admits in the piece, I don't know why I did this, but psych- psychologically, yeah. I felt like I was being threatened. So, again, we don't know the truth of that. George Rosenthal, who's with ThrottleNet, is with us. He's got some thoughts on this, but also some other cases that are out there. George, what do you think? You think this one is true or not? I don't know. i got to tell you, this is definitely the most elaborate scam that's ever happened to one single person that I've ever heard. It so really is. It, it's, it's possible. It's very possible. The one thing I think we want to double-check on is to make sure the bank has a record of her withdrawing the $50,000 ransom because banks have to keep track of that over certain amounts. And to see where, or maybe she had fifty grand under the mattress. I don't know, but it, well, it, no, she's not Fonnie Willis. Okay, just to be clear, she's just a humble columnist for uh, the Cut. But to your point, I mean, most right. banks, most banks would not even probably have that much money or give you that much. She claims that she went, they went back, they handed her the money, and they also wrote a note that said, "Hey, be you know, be aware of scams." And then she walked out. And then she, yeah, and I mean, I just don't. I mean, to, to actually put it in a shoebox and walk the shoebox to a stranger is, is mind-blowing. I mean, look, the, the very real, real possibility of getting your data, your information, your personal information stolen is very, very real in today's world. I mean, yes, they're going to have the last four of her social number, her birthday, address. Th- that kind of stuff is very, very real and very, very possible. But now, do they extort you for 50 grand with an elaborate story that says we're going to expose you somehow and you're being tracked by the CIA? And then the FTC calls her, uh, and it all started with a phone call saying that your Amazon account was locked right. up. So, I mean, that seems like that would be enough to go and say, look, we've got the rest of your data. Um, you know, we can actually get the rest of it I can actually hold you hostage. But you know what's interesting about it? When Sue and I talked about it yesterday, all, that story includes so many elements that you and I and Sue have talked about. Yes. For example, they mentioned the whole thing about were you at an airport using Wi-Fi? And, and it's actually true that you could plug in, right, to power up your computer, and there might be some, you know, data that's stolen. You and I have talked about that, George. Oh, 100%. That's a real threat. And, yeah, that can happen in a 
any public Wi-Fi, Panera Bread, you could be sitting there. You could, I'm not picking on Panera, but I'm just saying anywhere that's a public Wi-Fi, uh, if you start doing web browsing, you're a target, complete target. Um, but I'd tell you, this scam is – I'll definitely – I'm very, very interested to see if she is doing this for some sort of promotion or promotional purposes of her name or getting her name out there or if this is real. I mean, if she says, look, the bank – here's the bank statement. It says I withdrew 50 grand, and I was with – I mean, that's a fascinating scam. I've never heard anyone that elaborate towards an individual. And that – in thinking that way, George, the same would apply to her, right? Who would think all that up? And I that's, know. You know what I, I know. mean? It goes both then, ways. Yeah, no, exactly. It goes totally both ways. It totally yeah, both ways. And then I put it in the shoebox. What? Yeah, because I, thinking through this, to your point, Sue, I, I, I think along the lines of, wait a second. Okay, I think she made it up because, you know, all these things have sort of been out there, the way people do scams. On the other hand, that's the way people do scams. So exactly. maybe she was scammed yeah. that way. It's, it's crazy. All right, let's talk about this other thing that happened with um, – a relation to Hong Kong. Now, I had not heard about this one, so spread the word and, and so share this, this story. This is on CNN, all major news outlets. Well, Fox I don't watch CNN. There you go. Well, no, that's true. I'm with you there. But, no, I mean, this is, a, this is unbelievable in the, the future that we live in. So this person works at a multinational corporation. He lives in Hong Kong. He's in the finance department. He gets a notification to attend a meeting, an online meeting, just like everybody does every day. On the meeting is his boss, the CFO of the company, which he's familiar with, and two other of his coworkers that he knows. He has an hour-long conversation with them, and they're talking about a new project the company's working on, and they need a new investment, and he needs to transfer $25.6 million to this account. And he's talking to his coworkers and his boss, okay? So he has no reason to believe this is fake. Turns out he was talking to deepfake AI who had taken the CFO's face listened in on meetings and had videos of him online to steal his voice, did the same thing with his coworkers, and he had an hour-long meeting with a, with a computer. Oh, my. He had that much? I mean, the computer could cover an hour's worth? Oh, oh my god! Absolutely. And it answers, answers questions just like GPT-4 does. And it has a regular conversation with you. Because as long as it's given a directive of make sure you try and get this amount of money, that's your goal, then the AI will take that and run with it. But what's even crazier is that he's watching his coworkers oh, in, a, in a person-to-person meeting. Oh, my god! Do we know? The, the company has not been identified, right? Um, they have not announced that on major news outlets yet. I'm sure there's more details that come out on this because this is unlike anything I have ever heard of in my life. I mean, you're talking about deep faking people's faces, their voices, and Dang. then extorting $25 million. Man, and I think of the boldness of going for 25. Like, if that's me, I'm thinking, well, I'll try to get a million. But he would have to come up with a story that yeah. made sense oh, yeah. coming out of the mouths of well, these three people. I mean, that is incredible. Now, they have made arrests with this, though. They, some people have been arrested. Yes, now they, you are correct. So they've made six arrests. Um, This group has also been accused of opening 92 bank loans. Uh, They have stolen so many identities, they can't even count yet. Uh, Um, But they have opened, I think it was like 36, uh, 360 credit cards already. So this group got busted, thankfully, in Hong Kong. But what just blows my mind is the fact that you don't even know who you're talking to when you're looking at them on the screen. I mean, it wasn't a person. You were talking to AI that looked like your boss and, and sounded like your boss. So you had no reason to doubt that this new special project was going to happen. And yes, please authorize the money transfer so the company can start this, this project. I mean, it's just, that's mind blowing to me. We are in a new world of deep fakes 
And it's not just pictures. It's, it's real live video with the person's voice talking to you, and you don't even know it's not them. Wow. You know, Abby and I have had, and, and to her credit, she's flagged a couple of things that I've sent her. I'm usually suspicious. I'll send a piece of video or audio, and I'll say, look, I need to vet this a little bit more just to find out, because we've, we've you know, encountered some defake stuff for sure that has caught us off guard. But this is on a different level altogether. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Nuts. yeah. I mean, prior to this, the worst thing I'd ever heard was that poor mom uh, who gets a call from her daughter. Her daughter's crying. She says, Mom, I've been kidnapped. Yes, um, the, right. the, the bad guys want a half a million dollars. Turns out she was down the street at a friend's house. Uh, and, yeah, and you talk about the mom, you know, goes into full, of course, normal parent mode and freaks out, calls the, the, the police. The world shows up. Turns out she's a couple blocks down the road. But they used her social media accounts and videos that she had posted on YouTube Shorts and TikTok to clone her voice. That was just a voice you know, on a phone call. Now that you've got deep fake video with somebody's with their face and now you're using their face and their voice. Now we're on a whole different level. And it hasn't even been that long. Like this stuff is progressing so fast. Yeah, way way and, too like, fast. Way you too know fast. How, oh my God. If we go too fast, the irony of course, is it'll come back around. Do we have to meet face to face with people, you know, yes, in the same so room? Yes. Yes. You to, are correct. To yep. know that that's really them. All right, one, one more story, George. George, George Rosenthal from ThrottleNet with us. But there was a local attack, cyber attack, in the Francis Howell School District, right? Yes. Well, okay, so I don't want to speculate and get things wrong, but they have not announced it formally as a cyber attack. But what I can tell you is when they say that core systems that allow the entire district to operate are down, and it was the word unexpectedly that took my took my uh. you know little response. So I, they haven't said they've been hacked, but from my experience of doing this for 24 years, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure they somebody clicked something improperly and they got either they're either being held for ransom or there was a serious cyber breach because you don't take down 22 schools, send 17,000 students home to do home learning, and with 22 or 2,300 employees. In this organization, I know it's a school, but it's still a large organization. So I would imagine right now they are, you know, 24/7 enacting their uh, their business continuity and disaster recovery plan to get back online again. Uh, but you know, I, being a public school, I'm sure they're going to have to announce what happened at some point. Yeah. The the only thing I can tell you that there was an updated message from Kenneth Rompos, who is the superintendent, that said we notified federal law enforcement, engaged in third party computer specialists to investigate the source of the attack. Those are his words and confirm any impact on our systems and information. So they, I think they are confirming it's a cyber attack at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's, conf- that's a confirmation in my book for sure. If you're, yeah. calling, if you're calling the federal uh, agencies, then yes, you've, you've been hacked. They're probably being held for ransom. Um, and I'm sure they have a very good disaster recovery plan in place, and that, that's being enacted so they don't have to pay a ransom. So one, one thing that they say, and I'm looking at the, the Post-Dispatch story, they say this, and I just want to get your reaction because we've talked about this for a couple of years. A 2023 study by Sophos, an IT security company, found that the rate of ransomware attacks in education is on the rise. 80% of education providers reporting ransomware hits. Outside of education, there's been a lot of coverage of ransomware. Are they going up or are they going down? Oh, it's it's up. It, mm. it used to be uh, one attack every 11 seconds in the world. Now it's every two seconds. And it's all about that money. And the reason they can go after schools is because they have and schools typically is a stereotype, but it's typical that they don't spend a lot on cyber defense and or IT infrastructure. So on top of that, schools are what? They're extremely important to society. So if you shut down a school, they're going to find the money to pay you. 
So not only are they easy targets from a hardware infrastructure cybersecurity standpoint, but they're also most likely going to pay you pretty quickly to get back into class again. Now, because that, you know, those are taxpayer dollars that are on the line, wouldn't that have to be eventually potentially revealed or, or at least yeah, admitted to ab- if there's a Freedom of Information Act, right? Absolutely, it has to be. Those are yeah, absolutely. And then the questions are going to start, well, okay, well, could the budget have allowed for cybersecurity defense to have been put in place to begin with? Um, and that's something that, you know, has to be weighed. Some folks don't, they, they say, well, I have cyber liability insurance, therefore I'm fine. I don't need cyber uh, security. Well, the insurance is there after the damage is already right. done. All the information's on the dark web and, you're, and your whole organization's locked up. Uh, so if you just have insurance and that's your cross your fingers and hope, okay, that's going to fail every time. So that, that's the thing is, and I think the show me state is waking up to that. Uh, this whole mentality of it's not going to happen to me uh, is slowly starting to happen because all these stories that we talked about just now even uh, are starting to happen to every every average everyday people, uh, and it doesn't have to be a large organization. They're they're targeting anybody and everybody, um, even just the individual, like the the you know like the woman who had to pay fifty grand. That mm, is so, crazy. Well, thank you for the update here this afternoon. I really appreciate it. It's nuts out there, George absolutely. Rosenthal. All right, we'll talk soon. <laughs> Take care. You got it. Thank you. Good talking to you. Audio cut of the day coming up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. For audio cut of the day, let me do an update on a previous audio cut of the day. And I started the show with this this afternoon. There's an update to the story about the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. You might remember Chai Rachek, who put this on my radar. She is the founder of Libs of TikTok. They have a great account on X as well. And she found this 90-year-old woman, Fran, who uh, Fran Itkoff, who was asked to step down after 60 years as a volunteer with the National MS Society because she did not understand she, her pronouns, and they felt like she wasn't, you know, totally cool with the DEI requirements that they had. So they sent her packing. And then after this was exposed about maybe two weeks ago, 12 days ago, they doubled down, maybe tripled down. They said, look, she didn't meet our DEI requirements. She's gone. Well, today they changed her mind. But let me give a little flavor here for what happened. You'll hear Chai at the beginning. It sounds like diversity, equity, and inclusion actually means excluding those who had because they're losing, you know, I don't know what other people they've lost or what other people they will exclude from that, but they're losing, you know, a volunteer who's won multiple awards and from the MS Society itself. And my dad got MS Father of the Year, National MS Father of the Year, and they, you know, flew him out to meet the president to get the award from him with my mom and dad and to present the president with award for helping with the MS Readathon. That's um, Fran's daughter there. You know, she shared the story. So then today, here's the statement. And my guess is that The National MS Society heard from a lot of people who said they weren't going to give them a nickel or a penny of their money ever again because of this outrageous story. So complete turnaround. 
February 21st, 2024. The National Multiple Sclerosis Society apologizes to our longtime dedicated volunteer, Fran Itkoff. Recently, we asked Fran to step down from her role as a group leader because of statements made that we viewed as not aligning with our recently implemented diversity, equity, and inclusion policy. We realize now, now that nobody's donating money, that we made a mistake and we should have been more, you know, we should have had more conversations with Fran before making this decision. So they back up. They try to apologize. I say apology not accepted from the MS Society because you didn't apologize when it was first exposed. You waited. You waited. There was more attention finally. And I think that most of the media and even Fox News was not on this story as much as they should have. Somebody told me that um, Jesse did something on his show, which is good. And maybe that's what got at the exposure that it needed because you got a few million people out there watching Fox and they see that story and they're going to hit the MS Society with some uh, displeasure for sure. So they turned it around. Hopefully they make good with Fran. But look, they screwed up a la Bud Light on that one. Let's do this here. Playback ready. Now, the audio cut of the day. All right, I got, a, I got a couple here that I wanted to do, and they sort of tie in just because we keep hearing. Now, this is from Chicago. I want to focus on New York City and Eric Adams and what they're doing. You heard about the debit cards, Sue? Oh. The prepaid debit cards that are going to be loaded with a bunch of money oh, for the, uh, the migrants. So these are continue to be angry people. You can substitute what I'm about to play here for New York or Denver or uh, Boston, but African-American residents are pissed. That's what's up. That's what has happened in the United States right now. All this asylum-seeking lie, all this about refugees, no, no, no. What's happening is they're emptying out the dregs of their jails into the United States, into our communities. They're junking up our country. That is xenophobic and bigoted and outrageous that she said that. But you know what? She's absolutely right. And yeah, we feel some kind of way about it because it's our country. It's our country. We're going to get our city back. We're going to stand for our people. We're going to get them out of our communities because they don't deserve to be there. Not another dollar for the illegals. If the crisis is so bad, the city council members who are so concerned should donate their salaries to the cause like a real public servant should. Hey, that's a great idea. I love that. And open up your bedrooms and your backyards as well. So on the debit cards that they're handing out to the migrants in New York City, of course, they're not giving those to, you know, people who pay taxes in New no. York City, just the migrants. Anytime you have uh, 3,000 people who are placed in an environment that they cannot work, uh, they have to sit around all day. Uh, you know, things like this have the potential to happen. Yeah, he couldn't get the words out on that one. These Things like this have the potential to happen. Huh. You're, you're giving government money to people that who don't have no the right sense. to be in this country in the first place. But I, I love the fact that one of the things that's positive about all this is it's not just rabid right-wing evil conservative talk show hosts and no. pundits that are ripping on this, right? Because we always knew it wasn't. It's regular American citizens who are completely exhausted by what's happening at the border. And now it's one thing to see the video. It's one thing, man, look what's happening down in Texas and Arizona, those poor SOBs, right? Well, it's a completely other thing to have all those people dumped in the middle of your city and then your mayor is paying more attention to them 
than to you. Giving them money. That's right. Exactly. Here's Jason Chaffetz on that. Who does Mayor Adams represent? He does more to protect these illegal immigrants. Make sure they're coddled, they're given money, they're taken care of. And you know what? Donald Trump is going to come into that city and he is going to rock the vote because he's going to go to Madison Square Garden. He's going to go into the Bronx. Is he going to tell those people the reason you don't get your benefits is because those people that are here illegally get theirs. They're kicking your kids out of their schools. They're getting rid of your playgrounds. They're taking your housing. And guess what? They don't fight for Americans. Democrats are breaking all the social contracts we have in this country. The reason these people come to America is because we believe in the rule of law. You break the law, there's a consequence. But if you're a sanctuary city, you're a sanctuary state, oh no, you're coddled. You're let back out on the street. You can beat a cop, stay here, and get benefits. It is so fundamentally wrong. You know, there is a small part of me, and I hate to do this, but I'm kind of a mean person by my very nature. I feel the same way about New York and Chicago and San Francisco, the sanctuary cities, as I do about the MS Society. You got yourselves into this mess. Figure it out. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.